0: today on CityCast Denver. There are 10,792 active permits for carrying concealed firearms in Denver, according to the Denver Police Department. And thanks to a 9-3 city council vote last week, not a single one of those permit holders can bring their gun to court, the city and county building, the DMV, or even Denver's parks. It's all part of Mayor Hancock's plan to stem the rising tide of gun violence by getting more guns out of the city.
1: When these individuals make these decisions, they they just want to take it away. They don't think outside the box like, hey, how can we make this a safer environment for everyone? Education wasn't even on the table.
0: My guest today is Anubis Heru. He was raised in Denver just like me, without much of a relationship to guns. But now he is a co-founder of 1770 Armory and Gun Club in Five Points. And he's got a very different perspective on guns, gun violence, and what to do about it. today is monday may 23rd 2022. i'm Bree davies and this is citycast denver anubis haru welcome to citycast denver
1: thank you for having me how are you today
0: i'm great thanks for asking
1: good good good
0: so I'd love to start this conversation by having you just share a little bit about your relationship with guns.
1: Um, My interest in firearms was about maybe 10 years ago. Um, I've been doing martial arts uh, in different forms since I was about 14. So understanding personal defense and all those things and understanding weaponry kind of led me into want to understand firearms Uh, for the purposes of hunting or self-defense. So that's how I originally got into firearms.
0: So the reason I wanted to talk to you is because last week, city council approved a ban on carrying concealed weapons in public buildings and public parks. Uh I'm, I'm just so curious from your perspective how you felt about that. And I'd love your thoughts on if city council really had any seemingly had any direct experience with this topic to begin with?
1: Um, well, let me say this. Um, the reason why I'm qualified to talk about this is because I am a certified firearms instructor. Um, I've gone through the NRA and some other organizations. Um, so it's it's a little unnerving uh, that our elected officials have made a decision that ultimately affects Denver citizens and citizens from outside of Denver who come to visit. And what I'm frustrated with is there were 226 sexual assaults since January. The report came out May 16th. Okay. Many of those happened in parks within the Denver city limits, and they all happened at various times of the day. Sometimes happened in broad daylight, five o'clock in the afternoon. Some happened at midnight. Um, so my thing is, when you make a decision like that to ban concealed carry, to me, it leaves our citizens, our constituents, uh, very vulnerable when those individuals are being assaulted or whatever, they're dealing with a confrontation or some type of attack. What other recourse do they have besides their own personal defense? The police? No. The average police, uh, response was about 13 minutes, 13 minutes. Okay. The problem is whenever you're dealing with personal or self-defense, um, you are your first responder. So whether you're trained to handle various situations and you've taken your level of training to my level, or you're just a run of the mill average citizen, and you're just like, Hey, I have this thing on me in case it gets up close and personal and there's nowhere for me to run. And my life is in danger, and I have to do this to stop this person because they won't stop. So what other recourse are those individuals supposed to have? And, you know, I listened to the uh, panels during the meetings, and I was was so disappointed because they could have brought on an expert, right? They could have gone into the community and said, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. We want to make sure that it's not because it's our agenda so that we look however they want to look, right? We want to make sure this is the best thing for our citizens. And that clearly wasn't done. I talked to several individuals within the firearms training community. None of them were contacted. Absolutely none of them. So I'm like, what, what's the deal here?
0: Yeah. I, I have to say it's. This is a topic i personally don't touch a lot because i don't have a lot of experience so if i was weighing the pros and cons of of a law like this if i as a person you know who was maybe in a legislative position i would want to hear from you because you're you're representing the community but you're also representing um gun owners especially from like a personal protection perspective which seems pretty common sense to me
1: yeah it's it's the second amendment for a reason Right. The Second Amendment doesn't guarantee your safety. It guarantees you have the ability to defend yourself if you're being attacked. So, you know, we understand that concealed carry permits are a privilege. The Second Amendment is not. Right. Mm. So what I'm saying is in the cities that we have seen where there have been mass murders, uh, people call them mass shootings but they're, they're really actually mass murder. Uh, the most recent one in, uh, Buffalo, um, even in our home town, uh, 30 minutes away, Boulder, Colorado, these are two places that make it very hard or ban, conceal, carry all together. Criminals know this. They know that the act that they're committing is going to be met with little resistance. So that's yeah. the frustrating thing about these things. When they happen, um, law-abiding citizens, Good Samaritans, individuals with training, we're we're not out here to try to be heroes. That's the last thing I want to do is take a person's life. But at the same time, you know, if, if they're committing a a violent act against just people, period, and I have the ability to potentially stop that threat and save lives, I'm going to stop that threat And then I'm going to go get counseling for that whole situation because that's trauma. So I I, I really hope that we don't see someone take advantage of the fact that concealed carry is banned uh, within uh, the parks because, you know, people aren't dumb, right? They, they, They know that people don't have the ability to defend themselves the way they would like to because they don't wanna become criminals, right? Now you're criminalizing me because if I'm up at two o'clock in the morning doing my job and I have to go into a park to retrieve something, now you're criminalizing me for following the law. Like, I, I don't understand how that works.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and I think you put it in such a practical sense when we unfortunately have to talk about things like the mass murder. In Buffalo, a community of color was targeted, we know, by the folks that were murdered. And even regardless of where your perspective or your stances with police, I think you make an excellent point. How long could it take mere moments, you know, so we can call the police and and pray they show up and you know what I mean? But
1: pray they're down the street or, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, Councilwoman Candice Dabaka's concern with this was, in particular with this ban, was that it could lead to more racial profiling. What is your take on that? Obviously, you're a person of color. You're also a gun owner. What does that mean for you?
1: Yeah. I'll give you an example as to why I believe it would increase profiling. My business partner and I, uh, we were marshals for the Black Women's March. And it was some high tension times. There was some jackass uh, making threats and things like that. Yeah. So they called us in because they know who we are and what we do. Um, so after the march was over, Denver PD surrounded my business partner and another gentleman that was also providing security that day. They had no probable cause, they just stopped him. And when they stopped him, uh, it was fulls riot gear, rubber bullet gun, along with an AR, along with, you know, all kind of stuff. I mean, they were armed to the teeth, hanging off the side of a van, pulled up quick, guns drawn, and they're like, whoa, what's going on? Uh, he was taken to the Denver Sheriff's Department, and DPD was like, here, here's this guy. And Sheriff's Department is like, okay, what are you charging this guy on? Oh, we don't know yet. We're still trying to figure that out. Sheriff's mm-hmm. Department's like, what? No, 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 no. That doesn't work. So he beat that case. But, you know, when we talk about targeting people, right, what other reason did you guys have to detain two black men Mm. who were there to make sure the people were protected when DPD was completely on the outskirts and watching from afar? We were in the trenches making sure those women were safe. So. Right. I, I believe uh, you know, Councilwoman Cedabaca is correct.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're just also speaking to the experience um that a lot of folks of color have in the world and yeah. This is not by any means an an example, but I'm just thinking about what happened with Philando Castile, the man in Falcon Heights, Minnesota, who was fatally shot in a traffic stop in 2016. Him trying to even show, before you even come, I I want you to know I have a gun on me. Here is my legal. So it's like, even when you do all the steps and you go through the process, you're doing all the things they tell you you're supposed to do, Yeah, you're still profiled and targeted.
1: Philando was a distant cousin, like for real blood relative. And I'm like, although I never met him, we share the same blood and we were both pro Second Amendment participants. Right. Right. So that very much could have been on the other side and him talking about me. So, you know, those are the things that, um, you know, that, that, that really kind of make you hesitate to do things that other citizens are comfortable with doing
0: hundred percent. You know,
1: my, my, my parents cringe at the thought of me open carrying my firearm, even though it's my right to do so. Right? right. They cringe at the thought of me concealed carrying because of, you know, whatever they think, you know, that brings that energy that, that could bring to myself, you know, my wife cringes at the thought the time I get a call to do some security for some event or some individual and i'm just like this is this is who i am like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a protector
0: this new ban i think is part of mayor hancock's effort to stem gun violence in denver which has been on the rise and i know they ran this gun buyback program earlier this year with the same goal so I'm seeing your face, yes. which listeners are not. Yes. <laughs> what do you feel about? How do you feel about that strategy? Bit?
1: <laughs> oh, Mayor Hancock. Uh, um, you know, I- I'm going to be really. Uh, I'm going to be honest, but tactical. Um, criminals don't care about your laws. They don't. They don't obtain firearms typically through the legal means, right? So the buyback programs and the gun violence and stuff, that's criminal activity. We're not all criminals. And I'm kind of offended by that notion. I'm a law abiding citizen. I've never been arrested for anything. I've never gone to jail. Most people I know are in that same boat. So to say that we're going to curb gun violence by banning concealed carry. No, you need more people to conceal carry because the more firearms you have, I guarantee you, the less people that are ill-intentioned are going to think twice about coming up in a space knowing that people are armed because criminals want to go home (laughs) that night as well. We all need education. That's it. That's what it is. I would have been like, okay. If you're going to do that, Mayor Hancock, then you may as well require anyone who concealed carries within Denver city limits needs a three hour training course, but don't just take it away. That's what I'm saying when the, when these when these individuals make these decisions, they don't they just want to take it away. they don't think outside the box, like, hey, how can we make this a safer environment for everyone? Education wasn't even on the table, so um. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest here, but you know, it, it gets frustrating and I wish that, you know, our city council and our mayor and, um, you know, even our democratic senators and representatives would really tap into the community and not just for PR because it looks good, uh, to try to, oh, we're, we're hard on criminals. No, you're not, no, you're hard on the citizens. That are just trying to get by, and and you make it harder for them to come home safe when you have them disarmed. So, education—it's really the first line of defense uh, when it comes to those things happening in our community and, and and outside our community.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Um, the more you know, kind of, you know. Yep. Well, Anubis, thank you so much. This has been illuminating. Uh, Yeah, Bria's is great. Like, I want to do this again. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Workers at three Colorado Starbucks locations have now voted to unionize, joining more than 80 other unionized shops across the country. Among the newly unionized shops is the one at Holly and Leedsdale, where past CityCast Denver guests Jack Jansen and Hannah Melman work. In a statement, workers at their shop said they, quote, Look forward to sitting down and bargaining in good faith with Starbucks for a fair contract. Oh, and here's something that might be important if you have a tree that lost a branch or two in the storm over the weekend like mine did. Denver's Department of Transportation and Infrastructure will collect certain branches as part of usual trash pickup service this week. But only if those branches are no larger than four inches in diameter, cut into lengths of four feet or less, and weigh no more than 50 pounds. According to the Denver Post, bigger branches can be dropped off at the Cherry Creek Recycling Drop-Off Center on South Quebec. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, which you can do at denver.citycast.fm forward slash newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. say like I did or no my tree lost the branch I didn't lose a branch well emotionally I may have lost a branch but that's different (laughs) it wasn't the storm's fault okay